3: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and Charlie Long. On our Oakland Harjula's Talk and Text Line, Scott Sanders. Scott is a former Major League Baseball pitcher, works for Jenny King now. Also uh, uh, hits every practice and game he can hit. So, Scott, thanks so much for joining us tonight, bud.
4: Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me.
3: Uh, Scott, uh, give us a little bit about Cam, and uh, uh, I was telling Bob, uh, he gets the first two guys out, and then two singles, and I don't know if you taught him that slider or not, but uh, he got out of that inning uh, with the strikeout.
4: Yeah, he did. I was glad to see him get it clean first inning, first time out. Uh, doing good. You know, he's uh, getting his feet wet. He, actually, tomorrow night they play the Padres. He'll be in relief tomorrow night on the MLB Network. I think it's a 740 start, hard time. So it might be a late night, but I'm looking forward to seeing him, watch him pitch again tomorrow night.
3: Okay, he's doing short relief?
4: Yeah, he's, they got him pretty much uh, probably like kind of a setup type of guy, you know, uh, for, for spring training. That's probably what he'll do during the season too when he gets back to AAA.
0: Now, uh, Scott, the question I have for you uh, because um... – Listen, you look at you got to obviously please the fans and uh, what they're into this day and age. What is your take, whether it's college or uh, Major League Baseball, uh, with the rule changes? You know, uh, between a batter's clock, you look at the mound visit clock, pitching change clock. Uh, all of that that comes into play. Yeah, Uh, Scott,
3: as a pitcher, as a former pitcher, how you feel about that? Yeah,
0: so because, you know, if a game lasts, my understanding, uh, it's like 20 minutes uh, shorter. And, you know, everybody wants something instant now, so you think it's good? I think it might eventually be good for the game. I don't know how you'd feel, but it just seems that way.
4: I really like the, I call it the shy clock, but it's really the pitch clock. I like it because honestly, when I was a pitcher, I, I was back on the mound ready to throw. I wanted to keep, I wanted to keep the pace of play up, right? Because what I always tell kids when I coach them or tell kids that I pitch I was like, the longer your fielders stay in that, out there in that field, the better chance they have the, a mental lapse and error. You know, the more, the, the, they can lose track. I said, but if you get on that mound, get ready to fire. You know, and, and that's going to speed up the game, which is going to make, number one, make you think less, right? Sometimes, because sometimes we overthink what happens when we make mistakes. But uh, I think it's good for the game. Honestly, you know, the way we're going in our lifetime with TikTok and all these things, they want short clips. Everything wants to be short. Show me what you got and move on. And that's what baseball is trying to do. You know, they, they're trying to, they're trying to you know, make the people at home sit down and watch the game from the first thing to the ninth, which before the shot clock, it, before the pitch clock, it was three and a half hours. They can get that down to two hours and 45 minutes, it's a win.
3: Scott, uh, I remember last year I just had said this that uh, before they played the first game, you were like, man, Mike, I'll come on with you. But I got to tell you this about, the, about LSU. Man, I'm worried about their pitching, and their defense is really bad right up the middle. And we have seen massive improvements on defense, and now the depth that LSU has on. On in pitching, I mean, it's really remarkable to go from one year to the next. Man, that's when it's good when the transfer portal's there and you can kind of go, kind of cherry pick what you need here and there. But uh, man, it's made such a huge difference. And Jay Johnson also working with the defense. You're not seeing all those errors like you had saw a year ago.
4: No, that's called. Yeah, I, I call it the Jay Johnson effect. You know, what I mean, the guy, the guy number one, he can recruit. Number two, he can coach. And number three, he can really teach. So, you know, LSU really. Uh, you know, I, I know they had some other names that they were looking at before they actually settled on Jay. But they really hit. a – not hit want to say a home run. They hit a grand slam by hiring him. You know, because. When you go out to practice, he's teaching everything from bunting to defense to to you name it. He's out there; his hands are in, in the pot. You know, what I mean, he's getting his hands dirty with everything. I, I mean, I saw him doing just leading, taking leads off of first base. He was in the middle of that drill. So, you know, they uh, they have obviously, you know, like right now they're feeling at a nine eighty nine clip, which is I know we're only we got it's a short sample, but still nine eighty nine. I mean, that's got to be you know top top ten in the nation. Uh, but but obviously, as we talked a couple weeks ago, the pitching is is, is Ridicu- ridiculously deep, and honestly, some of the guys that they wanted to step up have, have, have stepped up, you know, so they're definitely moving in the right direction. I know they're striking out a little bit more than people want, but when you have right. power, strikeouts come with power. You know what I mean? Jay Johnson, has a, he has a hitting theory, right? He's not just out there teaching hitting mechanics. He's got a theory. He wants to see pitches, and when you see a lot of pitches, you're going to get the two strikes. You know? he's, not, he's not just go up there and see the first pitch, try to hit it out the park. He wants that pitcher to throw twenty pitches in an inning because the more the more pitches a pitcher throw in a game, the more mistakes. The more mistakes, the more the more times you can you can hurt them with doubles, triples, home runs, all that good stuff.
0: You know, uh, Scott, when you look at it, uh, they play so many games. Uh, you know, look at the NBA. You look at Major League Baseball. You look at college baseball, and uh, you know, say, oh, look at LSU. They're number one in the nation. Everybody's picking them, and. Then you have a game like what happened against the Iowa Hawkeyes, and I think that's kind of like even old school baseball. When you break it down, you got ducks in the pond; you got to knock them in. And then the fans, then uh, obviously, even though they beat Texas, and you mention it, uh, then they talk about the strikeouts. So is that something that uh, when you look at SEC play, and I think by going on the road and win at Austin, uh, now Texas, uh, obviously, you look at their tough schedule, how they've started out, but. Uh, I told Mike that this is a better victory by playing on the road than if you were playing at the box uh, to beat a team like Texas in their tradition. So, so what's your take on that? I think fans going to have to realize that you're not going to sweep everybody, you're not going undefeated, but is it like the goal? Okay. Every time we go out there, you got to win two out of three. Is that kind of where we're at? Yeah,
4: hundred percent. Baseball is, is a sport that you're going to lose games throughout the season that you should never lose. Right. Because at the, Iowa had a kid named Brody Breck, right? Got a kid that was up to 102 miles an hour with a wipeout slider, right? And he's wild. So let me tell you, as a hitter, the last thing you want to do is have somebody in the mound with those 102 and doesn't know where it's going, right? Because yeah. <laughs> because it's not, a, it's not a very comfortable feeling, right? And then on top, he's got a nasty slider. And that's what somebody said earlier. Is like, if we had just put the bat on the shoulder, he'd have walked everybody. Like that, that might have been true. But at the end of the day, he went out there and actually it was an ugly box score. LSU didn't get any big hits, you know what I mean? But you're not losing to a thing. Actually, Jay Johnson, I heard him this morning. He said that the person that that guy reminded him of was Steven Strasburg in college. Oh. That's the last type of quality arm he's seen with Steven. That's who he compared to. So, that's a big, I mean, Steven Strasburg in college was literally unhittable. Right. You know what I mean? He said that, that's the type of talent this kid is. And he said, yeah, he beat us. And that's okay, right? Because you know what? If LSU played him five more times, I promise you, they that kid's gonna beat him one more time. LSU would probably beat him three. So at the end of the day, they went probably three out of five against this kid. Like in a major league season, when you face a starter five times, they would because the more you face somebody, the better chance you have the next right. time up. Right when he only went three in the third, I think it was. So they they got two at bats off him. So even they, number one, they never got comfortable because the way the ball was going all over the place. You know what I mean? And then like I said, he had a wipeout slider. So that's a, that's a tough draw. But the game in Austin was a great, great, great venue for them to play at early in the year. You know, the teams they played in, in Round Rock, you know, a couple weren't the, the, the sexiest of, of colleges. So for them to, on the back end of that weekend, go to Texas, and I don't care, Texas is not as good as it were last year because a bunch of guys graduated and uh, went to pro, well, pro baseball. But you still, you're still you still in Austin, Texas, that environment. You know what I mean? It's still Roger Clemens, and you name those guys that's been in that, that stadium. You know what I mean, right. it's, it is a venue that when you walk out of there with a the win, and you walk out with a ninth and then, you know, the three run homer, and then you close a little, Christian Little comes in and, and literally has a sleeper ninth in it and puts, puts him to sleep, and you walk off the field. That's a, that's a confident win, even if even though you did lose a game, you know, on Saturday.
3: How about that boy from the Bayou, huh? He, oh, yeah. He'll go at all of five foot seven and pops that thing out of the park. Top of the ninth. Uh, and I remember uh-huh. watching him. Uh, I don't know how far you go back with him, Scott. I saw him. I think he was in the ninth grade. And it was like, Mike, you got to go watch him. He's not a football player. I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, man, it was like in, on the Bayou, we haven't seen guys that could play that good. He's that good of a player. Now, he played always um, in the infield. And I see, you know, sometimes Jay's got him out in the outfield today. But, man, um, he's something special coming off the eye surgery and everything. And, man, uh, he got all of that pitch.
4: Yeah, he is. And uh, Gavin is a warrior. I, I, I've been watching Gavin play since he was nine years old. And he's always been that kid. You know, you know, they have those big old country boys from Texas. They call him country strong. I always call Gavin. He's by you strong. Right. You <laughs> yeah. know, so you know, he he's that kid that he's just always he was always not taller, but he was always just thicker and stronger. Yep. And can I mean, he, he ever since uh, he's been hitting ever since. And believe it or not, he's a really good pitcher when he was young. But he is like. Every team, every really good team like LSU, you kind of have to have a grinder. You kind of have that heart and soul. A guy that's been a program for five years, and that's Gavin. And two, a couple of weeks ago, I remember I told you if he gets healthy, he can hit 15 home runs. Yeah, I remember of the way that. that. He was one fifth of the way there, you know what I mean? And he will, he's that guy because no matter what it is, he works his tail off. He didn't have to come back for his fifth year, but you know what? He wanted to come back for his fifth year because he started out really strong. Kept getting hurt, kept getting hurt. So I'm really hoping for a good, healthy year for him, and he's going to do good. He's going to do some good things. But he is, to me, honestly, he is like one of. The, he's the heart and soul of the team. He's the grinder. He's going to get those big hits when when the, when the, when, the, when the game's on the line. He's one of the guys you wanted to play because at the end of the day, when you got Cruz and you got all those guys behind you, they don't always worry about Duga. And so guess who who gets who beats them? Duga.
0: Yeah, uh, but, but that, that, that hello, uh, exclama- exclamation point, so to speak. Uh, but, Scott, what about, um, and obviously, uh, if you look at when you're dealing possibly with inclement weather or the 10-run rule, it seems like they're getting that right. Uh, I was reading where, uh, like, looking at LSU and the situation they could be in, because in, in th- these parts you're always dealing with inclement weather, but a contest— Will be stopped after seven innings if one team is ahead by at at, at last uh, with ten runs, in accordance uh, with NCAA rules. Uh, if now the coach of a non-conference opponent does not consent, then you play the game entirely. Then you look at an inclement weather, the weather delays in the final game of a conference series on Sunday, and the visiting team does not have classes the next Monday. Well, the general curfew policy shall be waived. If the curfew is uh, waived, no game may start after 10 p.m local time or resume after midnight local time. So it seems like they're dr- dying the I's and crossing the T's and getting everything right uh, with the, the, the clock and the pitch, uh, you know, the clock and everything, and then now dealing with inclement weather, 10-run rule. It seems like whether it's Major League or college baseball, they're wanting to speed things up.
4: Yeah, they, they 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 want the viewership, you know, not only at the park but also on TV. You know, almost all these games are now on TV somewhere. So they want these games to move. They want them to move fast-paced. They want they want to go. And the 10-run rule they put in is really in there to protect uh, a team. So, you know, LSU's done that, I think, two or three times already this year, right? These teams, number one, they've already given up 10 runs or 12 runs or 15 runs in seven innings. They don't want to use any pitching because those people still play a game on Tuesday, Then they got three more games the next weekend. So it's really a protective pitching staff from right. having to overuse guys when it's really – Irrelevant. The game's probably not gonna get ever get get back. You know, and and, and and so they just. That's a good rule that I do like. And obviously, I don't know if you saw, but boy, uh, Lane Burroughs up at Ellet Tech was not too not
3: too. Man, happy with was that's he hot! Good. <laughs> Ooh, he goodness! Hot. Uh, with he that. Was uh, so what happened with Fana? the Ole Miss game last night? Uh, because of the fact of inclement weather. Okay. And they pulled the plug on the game
4: they didn't put the tarp on. They Didn't, didn't put the tarp on the field. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, and he was—he said he wouldn't. He said as long as I'm here, I'll never play with we'll Miss again. He was not happy. And I'll be honest, Lane Burrow is one of my favorite guys, and he is—he can really coach too. And he's—he's uh, he's he's a, really a
3: super coach. I got to meet him, Scotty, oh, yeah, a couple is. times, uh, and yeah. man, he—he he was passionate about, it. and I heard him go off. Uh, I didn't know the whole story until I, I had to read back at it. That okay, the the rain delay and everything else but so they Ole it curf- had the curfew so uh, bianco was okay we're not put that top on that field G- uh game over in oh, <laughs> the end of story oh wow scott uh sort of evaluate paul skeens you've got to see him uh pitch now 12 innings um 2 and 0 0.75 era if my memory is right uh 23 strikeouts man um uh, they didn't they didn't hit the gold mine with this guy
4: yeah, he is a big, strong dude, and you know he throws. He sits a legit ninety-seven, ninety-eight, and he's six-six, so that makes ninety-seven, ninety-eight look even harder, right? He touched ninety-nine, but he he really comes out. He's a big, fiery competitor. He's uh, and, and he he has a he has a really solid breaking ball, and I, and I do like his changeup. And honestly, he hadn't used his changeup that much throughout the season so far. But the great thing about it is he he's got three walks in twelve innings, uh, giving up minimal hits, and uh, he is he is a legit. Friday night SEC guy, and that's why I really like LSU's chances this year. And in the conference, I mean, you take the rest of the away. You know, you got a guy on Friday night who can go out and compete, give you six seven innings. But number one, be intimidating. You know, set a tone because that Friday night sets a tone for the for the whole weekend. You know, you go out and get. That's what happened last year. I mean, love love Blake Money, but he wasn't a Friday night guy. Love Mikel, he he wasn't a Friday night guy. Right. So. You know, you lose Friday night, and you're just thinking like, oh, we got to win one of these two just to salvage, not getting swept. Well, now you go out on Friday night, and now they got some other good Friday night starters in the SEC, don't get me wrong. But they have a guy every night, whoever you put on the mound against him, he's going to go out to compete and he's going to give you a chance to win every Friday night.
3: Scott, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, bud. Really appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Scott. Thank you, God. All right. Yeah, righty. good evening.
3: All righty. You too, Scott. Scott Sanders, former Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, man, been knowing him forever and a day and uh, had a great career. Major League Baseball pitching has done a lot of consulting and uh, working with a lot of the youth uh, down on the bayou and now in Baton Rouge working for Janny King. But he's at every shoe practice and game. So we appreciate Scott's insights. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870.